Hello, you sexy divas. How are you doing? Good and you? Good. Just talking to myself because I'm doing the intro solo this time. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And today I'm sitting down with my girlfriends. We're sitting down for a casual conversation about feminism, about women, about feelings and vulnerability. So today we have as a guest, my one of my longtime friends, Cindy Hassan. They'll each get to do their own introduction. Uh, my friend, Daniela Solman and Valentina Lequo. <laughs> I know I was going to mess it up, eh? Valentina Lequo. Lequo. You can say it however you want. Everybody butchers. I think I said it acceptably it's okay. Lequo. Lequo. Uh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, and today we talk, everyone gives a little introduction. We talk about women in a position of power. We're talking about oppression as a woman breaking through barriers, gender roles, being a Hispanic, a Jew, stereotypes and beauty and how other people's comments about the way that we look affects our feelings. And then we wrap it up with a little takeaway and uh, some advice of how you can deal with that yourself. This podcast is brought to you by Go Strong Equipment. Go Strong can make any piece of equipment that you want from a squat rack, a bench, or whatever else you want. They can they can uh, customize your order with your colors and your logos and anything else. So hit them up at gostrongequipment.com. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Sit back and relax. What's up? How's it going? It's going. It's going. It's going dense. I'm happy to have you guys on the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Thank you for having us. This is really, really exciting. Let's do a little roundtable, uh, 60 second elevator pitch intro of who you guys are. 60 second pitch. Man, elevator pitch. Like ah. you're, you're going, imagine you're going to the 15th floor. Oh, That's all okay. Hi, my name is Valentina Lecoe. Oh. <laughs> okay, so uh, my name is Valentina Lecoe. I am a fitness coach, trainer online only. And uh, I just pump out workouts every day, you know, just to keep the up with the morale, the troops, um, all just about wellness, everything from, you know, from mind, body, soul. Uh, I like to really touch on very important topics of the heart. And uh, this is why I'm very excited to be here because this topic that we're going to start discussing is very close to home. Um, and, you know, uh, I think that's that's it. That's Sums it. it up. Yeah. How long have you been in the fitness industry? Well, on Instagram, I've been doing the Instagram situation in September is going to be five years. So that feels like a long time. You're, you're originally from Argentina. I'm from Argentina. But I've been living in uh, actually Boca Raton for t 24 years. And then we moved to Miami with Luis, my husband. Uh, like, it's been a year and a half now. Nice. Awesome. Happy to have you. Thank you. Hi. Hi, guys. I'm Cindy Hassan. I am, I'm from Venezuela. I'm friends of Steffi since we're very little. I am a chief financial officer for an educational institution called International Education Systems. And before that, I was working in banking. And about a year ago, I also founded a company called Mode Revolution for sustainable and ethical fashion, promoting brands that are into sustainability and conscious producing and designing. What a freaking boss you are. <laughs> <laughs> boss no big deal. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, 
Yeah, I feel like I left some stuff out. <laughs> You'll get your chance to get back in it. <laughs> <laughs> like I did not make myself look that good. You got to work on that. I know. <laughs> hey, elevator, elevator pitch to, pitches are hard. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but it you know, put me on the spot. No, yeah. but but you gotta you gotta have that ready. Like you just pretty much say the same thing anytime anyone asks you. So who are you? And then you just it's kind of like a rehearsed thing. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you gotta practice. We'll try that one again. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Daniela Zolman. I'm Steffi's neighbor. Um, <laughs> but uh, born in Brazil, moved here to Miami oh. when I was young. Yeah, so um, grew up here pretty much, and I have been in the kind of wellness, fitness, nutrition space for about nine or 10 years. Um, I currently work for a CBD company. And before that I worked in the fitness space. Um, but yeah, I mean, super passionate about all things wellness and, you know, women supporting women and, you know, everything that, you know, we're going to discuss today. So super excited. The cafecito. <laughs> cafecito time no it's not for me it's for her. oh thank you <laughs> i'm thank excited you. because usually i do all these podcasts with with guys hey okay? we never have we very rarely have female guests and if we don't have any guests and it's just me then it's just me and the boys girl i know i need you gotta i, I was saying i i need some vagina power <laughs> no for real like i didn't realize until this quarantine how incredibly important it is to have that you know really nice and close niche group of girlfriends, girlfriends. like yeah, powerful totally you know people that you know actually give a you give a damn about mm -hmm. it's hard to find though look i'm gonna say that that what motivated me to want to do this particular podcast was uh call her daddy Oh. oh, can you expand on that? Because people are not gonna know. Call her daddy. No, a girl. Everyone knows. Call her daddy. I, I, I didn't know who it <laughs> was. Alexandra Cooper, baby. I mean, she's my spirit animal right now. You guys are. You guys are. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm okay. saying. I'm okay, saying. Okay. Call her daddy. Most popular podcast right now yeah, in the so world. Good. Like more than Joe Rogan Experience. Wow. That's incredible. Because it's, that is incredible. Unbelievable. And this is just two chicks talking about chick stuff. You know stuff that doesn't get talked about because you know your girl they just say everything is like uncensored stuff about dating and how they feel and how many people have slept with and what they did in parties it is crazy and i love it you know so i felt you know i thought well i kind of have to bring my girlfriends in and we're gonna talk about some stuff that is important to talk about love it hell yes i've been on the board on board with the whole like you know just let's talk about things that are uncomfortable for other people because who else is going to talk about yeah, it we, we need to let people know that it's okay and that they need to be you know at ease with it exactly someone gotta do it someone so you know someone the most interesting thing is so we were preparing some i was preparing some notes for the podcast today just choosing some topics that Thank i wanted you. to touch on and one of the first ones that i said out loud was feminism and the first thing that all three of my guests said when i said that word was well i'm not a feminist and i thought that was really interesting you know because I think it's almost implied that if you're a female, then you're going to kind of, you have, you have to, to be, be a feminist. Right. But so in whoever wants to answer, why do you not uh, think of yourself as a feminist? I mean, there's so many things, you know, that that word comes with. And I think for me personally, I don't really associate myself with anything specifically Like I like to ride a bicycle. It doesn't mean I'm a cyclist. I like to lift weights. It doesn't mean I'm a weightlifter or crossfitter. 
or I like to practice yoga. I'm not a yogi. So do I believe in a lot of the things that feminism stands for? Absolutely. But am I going to call myself a feminist through and through because, you know, this is my identity? You know, like I have, I think personally, just something to say about that whole, like, this is your identity, right? Cause if God forbid something changes later, then you get all this backlash about like, oh, well, that's not what being a feminist is. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, if God forbid you decide to do something else. Oh, well, I thought you were this, you know? And so I think mostly that's the biggest issue with me of just calling myself a feminist because you're allowed to change your mind. Of course. And you, you're different every year, probably. Absolutely. Learning. I evolve. I'm obsessed with self evolution, you know? And so I think that having that like identity is really rough because you are you and you can be multifaceted and you can have tons of different interests and passions. It doesn't mean that just because you're a fitness icon online doesn't mean you're not going to want to go eat a fucking donut. Can I say fuck? Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't mean you're not going to want to go eat some shit on the weekends, you know? And so it's like, no, absolutely. I think that that's for me mostly. And then of course we can kind of pick through what it means to be a feminist and like what parts of that, you know, I'm not so crazy. about. I agree with that. I agree with that. 1000%. Like I've been evolving I think that especially during the quarantine, I have definitely learned so much about myself and unleashed so many demons and really like, who who am I anymore? And I realized that over the years, I have really changed. And I'm, I look, I mean, I'm looking back at like 10 years ago and I'm like, wow, like I've really evolved. And now I have views on certain topics that I didn't have, you know, back then. Mm-hmm. I think that it's okay. Like we can change our mind over time. We can evolve. We can make mistakes. And I don't, I don't like to call myself a feminist because it's like you're putting yourself in a box, you know? Exactly. That's what I was going to say that maybe just if you identify with one particular group and call yourself one particular thing, then you're almost forced to check all the boxes that that particular group wants you to check. And, you know, maybe it just puts you kind of like in an, and it's almost like an extreme situation where you have to agree with everything that that group agrees with. Yeah, what if that person who was the extremist, okay, and they're like, oh, I'm super feminist and, you know, like they have all those, you know, boxes checked that it, what it is to be a feminist, right? And, but then one day they make a mistake, they're going to be torn down. They're going to be, you know, crucified. Like, it's okay. You can, you can have an opinion on this particular topic that is you know different than the rest Mm -hmm. totally this is look this is my main issue with look obviously i believe in equality for all genders all races all people like absolutely but here's the thing if you're a minority group so let's talk about women if you're a minority group and you already know you know that you have to overcome all of these kind of societal um preconceived notions of you of your gender and what you're capable of. Look, that is the reality of the situation that when you're a woman, there's going to be positions, maybe like jobs or, or whatever it is that you want to do that you're going to have to fight for essentially. And that's the reality. So to hide behind, victimize yourself and hide behind the word, I don't know, misogynistic or machista or whatever. I think that's a cop out. 
you know, and, and I'll speak from my own experience, you know, ever since I was, what, what, what was I, 10 years old, Cindy, I played with the boys. Yeah. I never felt like I played soccer with the boys. I never felt like my gender was a limiting factor to anything that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I understood that being a girl meant that I had to prove myself in certain ways. I, f- I felt, I didn't know how to explain it, but I felt the, the, the pressure, the resistance, right? Like at the first time that I showed up to practice with old guys, no, what, nobody wanted me on their team. Guys didn't want to push me. They didn't want me to, they didn't want me on their team because they felt like I wasn't, I wasn't as good as them. And I had to prove myself, you know, and, and that's what you, you gotta like earn your status before you exercise power. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. And there's, in this book that I read, there's a couple of, a couple examples of women that, for example, had, you know, really high up positions in Google and in Apple who, 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 in order to be heard, they had to first show up and show what they were capable of doing before they, before they demanded anything of anyone, you know? And I wrote this little thing here about having power without status People continue to hold strong gender role stereotypes, expecting men to be assertive and women to be communal. When women speak up, they run the risk of violating gender stereotypes, which leads to the audience to judge them as aggressive. So having a voice is an act of leadership. But when you exercise your voice, you're labeled as bossy. So it's like you're in that kind of like in between where how much can you say without being labeled as bossy or without having people turn your backs at you? So that's why I think always action speaks louder than words. If you're, if you're, if you, if there's a position that you want, or if you, if you want a certain level of respect from your peers, or maybe you're in a male dominated industry, the sad reality is that you, you have to show up first. And I think that's why I'm in, I'm in the position that I am today, you know, as, especially in, in powerlifting, that's strength sports are so male dominated, but I'm in a position where I've, I kept my mouth shut for years and I just showed up right competition after competition, showing what I could do. And then it got to a point where I didn't have to say anything to, Mm -hmm. I was just respected. It was just known that I had the respect of not only girls, but guys too. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta act like you've got it before you've got it. Yeah. Right. And I think that that goes in a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what feminists are all about. It's not like even though we don't want to put ourselves under that group because of the extremism that might be associated with it, I think they're fighting so that we don't have to prove ourselves. Like guys, sometimes they're already expected to be a certain ways. And for us, we need to first prove ourselves. And then they're like, okay, yeah she's good enough mm-hmm. and then that for them there that's the assumption in the first place and i think that's why even though we might not be in that group i do have a lot of respect for feminists and i do support a lot of the things that they're fighting for because i do see what they're saying i do see you know, even you you're saying it you had to prove yourself a lot before they you got their respect when somebody joined the soccer team in our in our high school a guy they didn't like they might even suck at soccer but they would just be part of the team they're like one more of the guys mm-hmm. for you you had to prove yourself so much before you got their respect and mm-hmm. then you got and then after you got their respect then you were still like there was other set of patterns that would arise from that because they're like they might even fear you oh like i like that girl's a badass like 
yeah, but yeah, she's still a girl. She like Steffi, even though yes, she's incredible at sports. She's super strong, but she's a very girly girl. I'll tell you, like I hang out with her all the time, and it doesn't have to be that. Oh, now she's like one of the guys. No, right? It's she's not mutually exclusive, yeah. right? Like she can still have a fashion exactly. sense and play soccer. With but the it's guys. Exactly. but that's what I'm saying. It's it's yeah. your choice. It, even though right. you you experience resistance, you can fight through that and go from a position of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like when people don't believe in you, whatever, like you can go from a position where people don't want anything to do with you and are dismissive of you as, as a woman to a position of leadership. And, and I've proved that time after time with, with many things that I've done, but what are, what are some of your guys' experiences maybe in your line of work or maybe, I don't know, in college or just in life where you've experienced oppression as a woman, if any. As a woman, I'll well, start. That's a good question. Yo, the other day, I, I went think. to the my my uh, one of the wheels of my car had a pincho. Mm-hmm. Flat. What's up with it, bro? Okay, <laughs> okay hold on. I, I told you I'm gonna go play in the water. <laughs> Why are there so many nails Fucking in nails the road? On the road. Hey, can you explain that to me? <laughs> Why are there so many? Nails There's in constant the road? construction all the time. Have you seen all the construction all over the place? It hasn't stopped. Like but it's been there the since highway. I like came here from Argentina. But on the highway, like it's a thing <laughs> that just t- like nails get in tires. I don't know. What's up with that? It's a conspiracy. I've been riding. I'm it's telling you, <laughs> someone's putting those nails <laughs> there. <laughs> We've been riding 11 years. I honestly think so. In Key Biscayne, where we ride, side total side note, <laughs> people would actually like throw stuff on the side of the road because they hate the cyclists and so what? they want us to get flats. What? But there's like street cleaners and you know and love those guys because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be able to ride. You, you know, see these God people throwing. Them. No, but you know, they do like, I actually have on the MacArthur Causeway. Like I have seen people throw glass beer bottles and right. stuff on the floor. Cause glass, even the tiniest piece of glass, it gets, well, yeah, you know, those tires, tires are flat. sensitive. Yeah. But so they're usually, probably just throwing it for a female cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But, uh, but yeah, lately, you know, my husband last week or two weeks ago got a giant nail in his tire, which has never happened to us before. So whatever we change it and we have to like get over again, like put something inside the tire so that it doesn't flat again. But literally yesterday it happened to me too. A giant nail. It's just like, it's just so random. And Steffi's like, how does that even happen? It's it just- made me realize. I just replied to her story. I'm like, what, wait one second. Why are there so many nails what? on the road? And why? How does this- it get in your, like perfectly in like the tire? A tire that's this thin too. Yeah, it's it crazy. Happen? I have no idea. You just ride over it and it's somehow, but. But anyway, so yeah, I had a, so so had I had a flat car. tire. <laughs> there was a nail on my tire. Yeah. And we called this, this place to go get it fixed. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Show, uh, come at 4.30 and we'll get it fixed. Hayden called. So we go in, we go to the place and I go get off the car and go into the, the store. And I'm like, hey, yeah, we spoke to you uh, for our flat tire. And they're like, what? No one spoke to me. And I'm like, your name's Joe. You told us come at 4.30. No, sh- sorry, the shop is closed. And I'm like, don't understand. You told me to come at 4.30, 4.30. That's a Miami anyway, thing too, though. Well, this was in Tampa. Oh, so anyway, I went <laughs> back out and I told him what happened. He goes in and, then I, and I'm like waiting at the door, waiting to see what happens. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, Hayden. Yeah, we spoke. Wait, I'm what? Like, what? what? But yeah, like, I don't know what is is it about like mechanics that oh, for, when you're a girl. Always. Right. What's up they with that? They try to screw you over 
Always. If you're a girl, you're not a mechanic, you get fucked. Oh, yeah. Every never, single time. I never I don't take know. my car to the shop. What's up with that? But <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think no, that's, such a thing. that's not just, I think that's overall because they are, they assume you don't know anything about cars. So they're just going to try to rip you up. And that, that won't, that won't just be with cars. Like if you put yourself in a situation where the other person that's selling something, they know you have no clue. They'll try to rip you off, most Dude, likely. I'm going to show up to the shop next time and I'm going to prepare a whole speech yeah, and I'm going to be like, sorry, sir, my carburetor seems to be That's what you sort of <laughs> Get some technical speech. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just use way. my biggest car words that I have. Yeah. See what he says. Exactly. What do you think? Then he will I'll show with overalls. Yeah. I want you to film that. Been working on it all morning so can get the tributator to be running on five cylinders, you know what I mean? You better get that on film for, <laughs> yeah. seriously oh my god that's hilarious okay but I don't know right. how about like Cindy weren't, you, weren't we partying one time and a guy touched your butt and you like smacked him in the face <laughs> remember that <laughs> I'm sure that's yeah. happened more than I mean once. yeah probably it happened yeah but I mean I think look I haven't suffered from a lot of like oppression as a female, but I have suffered so many stereotypes. Like, especially I come, like Steffi and I come from the Jewish community of a Latin country, which is super conservative. And as a girl, you're expected to do so many things that guys are not expected to do or the opposite. Like, and then it's like the gender roles and that those are so marked. And then, For, for me, in my case, as, as being, you know, I've been married for three years and I've suffered from people thinking that I have issues to have babies. And I don't get me wrong, I love, love, love children, but I'm not in a moment where I can have them because of, you know, like what I'm doing with my work. I don't want to have them right now. I would love to have them later on. And they're already because I'm a, like, I've been married for three years and, and I'm like a certain age. And then people are asking me, Like, oh, are you having issues to have kids? Oh People are, are actually having, going yeah. to you and saying to you, are you yes. having issues? Yes. Are you, yes. Is this like Family? legit? Yeah. This is exactly the phrase. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is so like, the, and they're not doing it with bad intentions. It's just the way they grew up as well. They think that's okay. That, that that's it's okay the, to say. Yeah, it's okay to say. And then it's just another question. And then exactly. It's just another question. And then all these things that you're, and they're like, oh, but Ben, why don't you just quit? Your, that, then that's the following. That's what I was going to say. Then they're like, oh, wait, but then if, if you're so busy with, with your work then why don't you just quit your husband he has a business like oh. let him take care of it mm. and i'm like and how about but my no, dreams I want how to about work. my work of course i love what it is they think i'm working out of necessity which you know i might you know as well like obviously i need to pay my bills um but um i love my work i love it and i don't want to quit right now um to have a child so and you've I, always I, been career driven right mm -hmm. And I, and I've always, you know, I do a lot of traveling because of my work and I love traveling. I love what I do. So this is the thing. So people assume there has to be something wrong with me. And that's what, that, that's, that's so what's crazy. so sad. Or they assume, oh, then you just have to quit to have a baby. And you're like, why, what? Like I've, I've been working so hard and I have to quit now that I'm finally achieving something. Do you feel pressured? Do you feel, oh, yeah. do you feel like you, you're running out of time? Yes. Yes. So you're, you're feeling it. I, I'm feeling it. I had, I, I do a lot of like mindfulness work. And I've had to do a lot of work around those things because I... It's I, really getting yeah, to you. It, 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 yeah, it is getting to me. And then, 
you see your surroundings and you're like, maybe it is something that's wrong with me. And you start to question yourself. And I know I shouldn't. I know like, you know, and I, and if I were to decide to quit and have children and I, I, I support, like, I don't judge any. I'm not like very like against people like being full-time moms. I, I'm, my mom was a full-time mom and she loved it. And it's that's just what not she your wants. thing. And, and maybe I will, maybe like, let, I don't know. Own timeline. Yeah, it's I'm like, yeah, this timeline. isn't up for other people. It isn't see. up for like, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I have my baby and then I'm like, I'm so in love with, with being a mom. And then I decide to, to, to set my career aside. I don't know. Like, I don't know yet. I, I would, I don't judge people who do that, but then don't judge women for what like a man would never be put in that position. Why aren't you asking my husband? What if that's, he like, why aren't you asking him? Why, 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 don't you, why don't you quit your exactly. work and you guys that's have never kids. the like, That's, that's never, never their go-to. Like they're never going to be like, well, why happen. can't he be a stay at home dad? <laughs> exactly. And, and it's not like, don't get me like my, my husband, he's, he's super supportive of my career. It's not him. Like, but it is, a pressure from other people it still gets so to I, you though it, it gets it gets to you and it does and there, how every, long have people been saying this to you oh for since like the moment i got like a year after i got married like after like so how long you got that, a year how long was that ago? period two years ago that's a long time so for two years and it's been building been, up yeah. Yeah. yeah it is it is building up and then it took even my parents but now like my parents are good <laughs> because i talked to them but, and they understand and they support me and they see all the work that I'm doing and they know more about it. But that's the thing. We have to give so many explanations. We have to talk to people like where men don't have to go through that. Wow. Yeah. No, I absolutely. Yeah. Well, talking about oppression, oh, I had something to say. The industry that, you know, Steffi and I are in, it can get very heavy and uh, I'm loaded with, I feel pressure to look a certain way. So to, and the times change. So there's like fads in fitness. So there's like a specific look, right? That people aspire to for a while. And then they're like, okay, but now people are starting to gain weight and they're like, kind of like letting themselves, you know, not be so shredded looking anymore. And I feel like that's a fad um, that's been going on for quite a little bit now. And, and it's for me, I've always wanted to gain weight and I've always been kind of in my life, you know, growing up, I've always been like that skinny girl. Do you feel self-conscious about the way you look? A little bit because, um, part of it is me wanting to achieve a, a specific aesthetic, right. For a long time and just having a really hard time with many, many different situations that I've gone through in the years, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, you know, building the business that I own now. Um, just so many things that, ha and, and I could say that these are all excuses too, right? But there's a certain kind of pressure in this industry that we are in and there's so many people in the industry that look a certain way. And then people, I feel like, may start comparing one another who has the better body. Um, and and I feel like, oh, I, I need to keep up with the times and I need to look a certain way. But my, my point is that I've never really been that type of person that, because I knew when I signed up for this type of job in the social media that I was going to get ne negative comments. I was going to get, you know, a lot of nasty stuff thrown my way. I signed up for this. I knew 
1000%, I was well aware that this was going to happen. But I am human also, you know, and and it started to get really a lot of pressure over this because I've been getting in my head a lot about not achieving the type of body that I feel I should have. Because um, of you or because of what yeah. people tell you? I, like think standards? It, like- I think it's me mostly, but also because I'm seeing it around in, in like in the circle that I'm in. And and there's a lot of people that have attacked me for in the years saying how skinny I looked. I've been I've been called a freaking tranny in my. Yeah, I've been called a tranny because I was way too shredded. I don't have my boobs done. I have no plastic surgery, like zero at all. Um, I was going to try and get Botox the other day, but I'm so freaking scared. <laughs> like, do it, girl. Do it. I know. Everybody keeps telling me. It's the best thing ever. It's the best thing. I mean, you tell Everybody. me we can have a Botox party. But, but the point is that like, I'm that person that has always been 1000% natural and I've gotten comments over the years. I'm too skinny and I think it might've started building up and in the subconscious, cause in the subconscious, like you have a lot of shit bottles up and you keep it over the years. So I started unpacking everything in the past few months. So I think like all these demons came out and I've worked a lot with meditation and a lot with my, you know, hypnosis therapist. She's like my freaking mindset coach. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, that's my thing. It's tough. It's tough, especially being kind of, you know, on the spotlight all yeah. the time You're it's a lot of pressure glass. It it's a, a lot, lot of pressure, pressure and right. people don't understand like I, i'm showing just like 10 percent of exactly what i'm living right and so that's like all social media too right i feel like no one's gonna post like the shitty parts of their days and of their life well, you don't want to so, depress people no, right exactly and i think there's there's a fine line i mean you can post like being real and that like life isn't all fucking rainbows and butterflies yes. and whatever you know but obviously like people are following you for motivation for inspiration for you know whatever it is and you know you want to try to put your best foot forward and here you are putting all this energy into how you look, how you present yourself, how this post is going to be and how people are. And then people are reacting with like these negative comments. Like there's, you're human. Like I can't imagine a single person on the planet that, you know, does something with really great intentions and then receives a lot of like negative comments about that. You know, here's the issue here that this mainly happens to females in this industry. Absolutely. Look, when I, I, I started caring a little bit more about the well, a lot more about the way that I looked in the most like recent, like maybe the last couple of years. But before I was 1000% an athlete, I was not an influencer. I had no intention of like building a big social media. That's not why I got into the industry. I didn't even choose to get into the industry. I got dragged into it Mm. because I was really good at a sport and people wanted to follow my progress. That was Mm. it. And the, for me, the biggest struggle back then was, look, I kept being asked to being on other people's YouTubes, for example, people with big, big YouTube followings. And I would just go and do a deadlift session or explain how to do a squat. Or I was just doing what I do best, which is be an athlete and a coach, right? Explain how to do these different exercises. And I would say that 90, seriously, 90% of the comments on those videos were about the way that I looked. And that's when I started. And that's, that was the first time that I was started experiencing that and was shocked. Cause I'm like, I don't understand why, if I'm standing here trying to educate you about either physical therapy, coaching or powerlifting, 
why are your comments about the way that I look or my accent or my height or my hair color or my, I just don't get it. Yeah. Right. Like why? And then when there's so many guys that are way uglier than me that are doing (laughs) seriously way uglier than me that get zero comments. And some of these guys look like freaking fat, freaking flops, lesbian middle, like what? You know, why are you judging me? Do you think these comments are coming mostly from men or from women? Or is it like an equal ratio? From women. Your following is a lot of women. I have mostly female. But what about you, Steph? Oh, that's right. Mine come from men. I feel like yours. Yeah. I feel like the ones I've seen on your page are mostly guys. Except for for whenever I post anything vulnerable, then it's all girls. Like, for example, because I had a conversation with Valentina and, and Valentina was, oh, you want to connect with more females? You have to, like, show your softer side, ex- you know, tell people how you feel. It's not you're even vulnerable. like your, it's your vulnerability. vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. So like, I said, okay. So I tried it out, yeah. out, right? I spoke about how these comments have affected my perception of myself, okay? And it was... It started because I got this one comment about the way that I looked that had nothing to do with the post that I made. And I said, when did it become okay to uh, body shame fit people? And I got so much backlash because people started saying, well, when did it become okay to body shame anyone? And I'm like, I'm not saying body shaming is okay for anyone. I was just talking about the body shaming that I experienced, which is body shaming fit people for having abs or for being shredded or for having big quads or big back. That's all I'm talking about. So then I made this post about how it's made me feel. You know, I'm like, hey, look, a bunch of us that are, that have big social media presences uh, appear to be extremely confident, comfortable with how we look, but at least I, I know for a fact because I've talked to other people that- there's a lot of people who don't feel okay with the way they look because of everything that they receive from all the comments that they receive from other people. And then the comments on that post were, some of them were, I would say most of them were really encouraging that, and, and, and were grateful that I was, uh, talking about it and sharing how I felt because it made them feel validated in in their emotions and their feelings. But some of them were like, Oh, I I think you're just fishing for attention. Obviously you've built a profitable business based on partly partially on how you look. So I think you're just trying to, to get more compliments. You know, you, you know that you look good. And I'm like, dude, I know I look good based on people who tell me I look good. That doesn't mean that when I see myself in the mirror, I necessarily think, I look like a goddess, you know, obviously I look at myself in the mirror and I, I magnify my imperfections and I want to change a bunch of things about the way that I look. And I'm ne- I, I would say that I've never been 100% confident with, with how I look. There's always something that I don't like. This is from the post that you made the other day. That one. This yeah. One. Yeah. I think that's most women though. Yeah, right. And I think women, like yeah. most of us can most. like literally look in the mirror and nitpick and like we can stand there and point out everything that every we want to change. Every single day. I think that's every single woman. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's like you guys are, are putting yourselves out there, which is already super freaking hard to do. I mean, like I have, I don't know, like 15 people that follow me on social media. <laughs> and it's like, you know, one of them is my mom and she loves no. me. So. <laughs> but like, even still, it's like, post, she thinks I'm amazing no matter what I do. <laughs> but it's like, even with oh. the small following that I have, it's like, I have to double, triple check, question everything. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to look fat in this yeah. picture. Like, is this angle? My nose is crooked. Like whatever. This is stupid shit. But hold on. But this happens in your small community. Like right. I get girls telling me this all the time. Exactly what you're saying. 
just you don't need to have that many people following you to get all of this shit thrown at you for sure and it's just it's like where do people think they have the right to comment and like kind of to go back to what you're saying, is it because people think that, oh, because you're fit, you should have a higher self-esteem than someone who is overweight and is try- is on this journey? For some reason, they think that if they you're think fit, it's, you can take it. Then it's, yeah, exactly. Right. No, it's, and it's you're made of steel 1,000% true. And the sad part is that I've been around all these fitness girls, and I'm not going to say who because I don't want to throw yeah. anybody under the bus, but I know 1000% that most of the girls that people aspire to be and who they always are like, she's my hero. I want to be her. She looks so perfect. They all have self-esteem issues. Of course. All of them. Yeah. It makes me, it, it breaks my heart. And, and I've developed a thick skin. So me like, too. I really give two shits about what people say to me. And this is why I'm still doing this. Otherwise I would have stopped a long time ago. And I'm never fishing for compliments ever when I make those vulnerable posts. But what I'm saying is that there's this pressure as a woman to have to look a certain way. You look in the mirror and you're like, nope, this needs to be here. Nope, that needs to be there. I mean, look nope. at all this stuff with uh, now like uh, dermatologists or, or cosmetologists selling packages. Like the Kylie Jenner package oh or the Chloe Wait, package. Yeah. To make you look that. like, to make, to make your features oh, look God. exactly like no, that. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. In, instead of just, I guess, embracing your imperfection. Right. Look, I'm, I'm going to say I'm not opposed to cosmetic uh, procedures, plastic surgery. Um, I had, I'm, I have a nose job. It, I'm all about it. If there's something about yourself that you don't like, that's making you feel sad. That is that in, you have the money to fix it. Go ahead. You know, be my guest. I don't care. But from there to trying to change every single aspect of how you look and, and trying to emulate how someone else looks, that's kind of sad. I think well, a lot of it, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like a lot of it just boils down to intention. Like I think intention is everything. What is your intention behind getting Botox or surgery or whatever? Like is your it, reason behind? Yeah. yeah like your, your, your motive. Is it for you or is it for someone else? Is it because you're trying to look like someone else? Cause you think that's going to make you happy. Like I can tell you exactly. from the people that I know, it's like who they say, Oh, like when I get to this amount of wealth, I'll be happy. Or when mm-hmm. I get a house, I'll be happy. Yeah. Or when I, you know, finally get this lipo or whatever, I'll be happy. And it's like, that's, that's you a keep dangerous pushing, spot to be. Totally. Sure. You keep yeah. pushing that further and further and further. So if your intention behind getting any enhancements of any sort are really for you, for, you know, just making yourself feel better because you like to wear, you know, tank tops and you like the way your boobs look if they're done or whatever it is, if it's filled out. Amazing. Yeah. But, and it's the same thing. Like, what is the intention behind these comments? What is the intention? Is it because they're so miserable and they like want to bring people down with them? Like, this is the thing, like you're talking about a superficial situation that we're trying to fix the outside shell. Okay. We're not attacking the soul. We're not attacking the mind, the way we think. So this is why it's been so hard for women because we're just looking on the external. We're just looking and we're just listening to people. Um, what I've learned a lot in the past seven months is that you really, so we we have to find the root of the problem and the root of root of the problem is really just ourselves because we are the ones who are talking to ourselves 24 seven here and having those negative thoughts 
and repeating them in a pattern over and over and over and over and over and over. So if you keep repeating, like, I'm not good enough, I don't look good, I don't look, you know, this certain certain way that I need to look, I'm, I'm not thick enough, my, my ass is not that big, my nose is crooked, you know, like, if you keep repeating that over and over again, that's you. Like, you're listening, you're letting people, like, get to you, first of all, it's like, you have to just let them be. And, you know, beauty is relative, too. Everybody has their own opinion of what is perfection, right? Yeah. But the root of the problem is right here. Mm-hmm. We need to change our mindset, the way we think. And people need to stop being so critical of other people in the way they yeah. Because that's honestly, that, that does contribute to the problem. Like, I take yeah. full responsibility of the fucked up thoughts that are in my head. Those are mine. <laughs> Uh, but also, right. I mean, it's just, it's not okay. It's definitely not okay. Yeah. I think if you're going out of your way yeah. to comment that, that already is spending time and energy into something that is so horrible and don't like the important things that you see these people and you're like, Oh, I'm sure they can take it because they yeah. have, you know, all this following and they have all, look at all this positive comments. So I'm sure they're fine. They're not, you know, like each thing that you say it matters so mm-hmm. really just people can kill people- themselves over one little thing exactly i talk about this all the time and it is it is so it's sad scary. that you just think one that thing for people to think that that it do- it won't take an effect it will and you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing that i mean especially not in public if you really want to give constructive criticism to someone who's your friend who you care about and you really genuinely want to do it for good reasons then right the intention behind it yeah the intention just if you really do think there's something you want to tell them that will make their lives better just privately message them something nice and say look um blah blah i've been following you for all this time i care you know i care about like about you and i think you know I think it might, you know, it might, it might be good for you to try this out. Like, or what do you think of this? Yeah, I see you're struggling anything, with your yeah. acne. You've posted right. a bunch of times exactly. that you don't like your acne scars. I, I tried I, this, this exactly. cream and it's really good exactly. or whatever. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You yeah. can't, that's constructive and, yeah. and that's nice. I mean, I've, I've had like, look, I've had a lot of good friends of mine help me with, with issues of my physical appearance, but they've done it from, from the best of intentions. And but is it stuff that you were complaining yeah. about? Yeah. And they hurt yeah, you. Yeah, they hurt me. Or they maybe saw, like, maybe I have I had a little acne on my back. And they're like, look, I also had a little acne on my back. I tried this. But it's, like, really cool. Dude, when I saw your frizzy ass hair the other day, I was oh, like, yeah, girl, you get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but I know I got she you, told girl. But I, she, first of all, already, Steph, she knows that <laughs> I do this procedures yeah. in my hair. So she knows it's not inappropriate to suggest for me to get one. <laughs> and second, I know she was doing it with the best of the intention. Yeah, so exactly. think about what's your intention. If you're you're going to comment um, to hurt someone to hurt someone then don't exactly what exactly <laughs> is your comment like what do you think your comment is going to do is it going to do good or is it going to do bad Damage. exactly just think about what you're saying exactly you think it's so easy to hide behind a keyboard and just say whatever yeah, yeah those you're the keyboard you know? warriors imagine like, having that person right in front of exactly. you no dude listen to a story <laughs> this, this is a scary story none of us have experienced it because we've all been in relationships for a long time but this is what the dating world has turned into so this one friend of mine she is in the dating pool she just broke up with her boyfriend and she is on tinder okay then tinder goes on a tinder date and she's talking the conversation went somewhere either like political or where you have to take a stance like one of those like do you agree or disagree with this particular topic and she's very well spoke jilly 
Oh yeah. She's very well spoken. Okay. She's smart. She'll tell She's you so as it is. Like yeah, if she, yeah. she has a strong opinion, she won't shut up until she gets everything out. And she's very <laughs> smart too. So she tells this guy off about his, her point of view and why she disagrees with his point of view. And this guy, you know what he says? Mm. He goes, honestly, you look way pretty with your mouth shut. I'm out. <gasps> what? And oh left. God. And left. Wait, this and is in person. They this is in person. Up. So what's oh happening? God. What's happening? People are starting to act in real life the way that they act behind their phone. Holy shit. So, I mean, on your phone, you like squ- swipe left, swipe right. right, swipe left. This was no different. Like he saw something he didn't like and he was like, peace out. Like, yeah, I'm like not, there's plenty bye. more of you where that came, like, yeah, no, no, no. I think. And he said something like that. Like, I'm just going to go to another date kind of thing. He couldn't handle it. Can you believe You that? know what? He couldn't handle the truth. Probably he couldn't Most, handle a girl being smart and being able to yeah. voice her opinions yeah. eloquently. And maybe so she was completely happen. right. And she just was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't want to deal with it. Walking away. Because he just couldn't handle the truth. Like, people can't handle truth. He's either. the kind of guy that hides behind the keyboard and says, Go make That's me a, a sandwich. Go <laughs> <Come> make <laughs> Go to the kitchen and bake me some pie. Hey, yeah. you, know, you know what I call those guys? And I, I, I actually used this insult, quote unquote, insult to Hayden the other day because he was like on his phone, not paying attention with me. And I just go, You know what you are? You're just a TV man. <laughs> and he just goes, No. Like, yeah. Oh, you didn't just go there. Yeah. Like, he know, I've never used it. I had never used it before, but he knew exactly what it meant. TV man is like that guy that's sitting on the couch, like with, uh, with a remote on his yeah, left yeah. hand. What's for dinner? Yeah. yeah. A, a, oh my God. a beer on oh his right God. hand. His pants are like unbuttoned, you know, and he's like, wife, go fetch me a salami sandwich. There's <laughs> some that's gross so shit like that. That's so funny. Uh, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, a TV man attitude? No, I'm talking oh. about this. That too, though. <laughs> the story, this girl that the guy, what you the? believe that? Yeah. And, no. Because you think that shit's only behind a keyboard, but when it starts it's happening- It's permeating in, in real life. In real life. I mean, yeah. Jesus. It's like, it's we're so used to talking a certain way behind the keyboard that shit is transmuting into the reality. reality. Do you think that's just- an online dating thing just because they're so used to like, Oh, there's plenty more fish in the sea kind of thing or probably. Yeah. I don't know. People, there's a lot of matches out there. There would people, for some reason, they're just not scared to speak their word anymore. The other day I was walking in, in a cocoa walk and Dexter took a poop, but he took a poop, honestly (laughs) in a good spot. He took a poop like on the side, like right on a bush kind of thing. And I didn't have a bag. Right. And I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do? And I had like two coffees in my hand and he pooped and I like start walking. My intention was to finish my coffee, go grab a bag and on the way back, pick it up. Yeah. That was my intention. Yeah. And I turn around and this guy goes, excuse me, you better pick that up. And I'm like, whoa, man. You know, like that was straight out of social media. Like that's what you would say. Right. And I'm like, who? Do you think you are, first of all, to talk to me like that? Right. You should be saying things in a respectful tone. You don't have to yell at me literally from the other side of the road so that everyone else sees. He might as well called you a bitch, right? It was like, like there's just no filter anymore. No, people don't have tact. No, it's like they've literally forgotten how to be human to one another. Yeah. It's just, it's just not okay. And it's like a really sad place. I think that like, you know, social media could be used for so much good, but instead you see these like threads of people coming to your defense and it's like, don't say that about her. Like the fuck do you think you are? And it's like, it creates like so much like craziness, you know, it's just like, that's not, 
like there's no good that that comes out of these things no you know so hey, i don't know there's um so there's one last topic that i wanted to touch on and that's stereotypes looks and being sexualized as a woman mm. so huh. i mean even in you know, in, in fitness, but this happens all the time. It's like, how do you navigate your, the feelings of wanting to express how you feel, say wearing, uh, un escote, how do you say? Cleavage. Okay. cleavage. Yeah. yeah like wearing cleavage or like a really short skirt and just wanting to feel good. Cause that's what you want to wear versus people perceiving it as this girl wants to get fucked or something right. like that. Or even on social media, it's like, how do yeah, you... Yeah, I've done a lot of posts with, you know, like full... I mean, it's implied. Yeah, you've done implied, nude, pho- nude photo shoots, Yeah, too. those are the implied shots. Yeah. And I always tell a girl, like, definitely it's really hard in the industry. Like, if you're going to make your profile all about sex, that's what people are going to look at you as. Unfortunately, that's the reality. You're just posting cleavage and tits and all that. But if you have a mix of value, you're bringing value to your page, you're showing off, you know, that you have a brain, which we do. Um, and you're, you know, you're exposing your actual personality and you're using an, an implied shot with a really strong caption, you know, talking about your vulnerability and how, you know, you took a long time to get here and how proud you are of your progress and whatever it is that you want to talk about that is personal to your heart. Um, I think that is more than okay, but I've gotten a lot of backlash when I do those posts from a lot of girls, even saying that I shouldn't be posting. This is not the kind of content that I should be putting out and showing my viewers. And there's young people watching and well, maybe those people shouldn't even be on social media. Like, um, but it's, it's a very, it's, it's kind of like a hot button situation for sure. And I've gotten, I've gotten shit about it. But I stand my ground because I believe that if you want to feel sexy, if you want to feel strong and empowered, like you, why can't I be fucking naked if a fucking man is walking around with his dingling, you know, out whenever he feels like it. And when a woman does it, it's just flat out fucked up like you're a hoe guys do you imagine if you imagine if a guy did a photo shoot and he just showed like one ball (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god hopefully he shaved it off (laughs) he just shows like a piece of scrotum like trying to be sexy (laughs) it's a little sneak peek for you (laughs) yeah i think that's the equivalent of 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 cleavage for sure you know just one ball hanging oh jeez that's horrible disgusting but I think you know if there's nothing sexy about guys bodies what do you mean wait like naked like if you see a guy naked yeah uh, nice pecs depends on mostly Cindy do we have this conversation but hold on but look at the photo that me and Luis took okay like you remember this photo we're both naked I I find you more hot than him well, but I'm saying it's it's like how you present it, right? I mean, mostly that's, that's art. Mostly, art. yeah, mostly that's guys. Beautiful. If they're gonna that? take a selfie and they're half naked, I'm gonna be like, okay, cheesy. Um, yeah, very cheesy. I don't take you seriously. Okay, and most important question: How many dick pics do you guys get? Oh, no, no, I don't. I don't think I get them. I, that anyway. I think I they're mostly girls. You barely check your inbox, your DMs. <laughs> well, oh, Luis, you usually find them. Okay, Stephanie, how many do you? Shows them to me. He shows them to you. He's like, oh my god, 
you got a dick what look i'm like no i don't want to see that like why are you showing that to me like people really send you guys dick pics okay hold on you guys ready for this one i'm really not this one guy (laughs) wait stop (laughs) shut up Oh my god. He probably got that off Pornhub <laughs> and he just incredible. sent that to you. And I'm That's sorry, so I'm sorry. Up. Going back to intention, did he think you were gonna write back and be like, oh, let me jump on that? Dude, like, I have always no do. Why? What, what, is what the they're point? trying to achieve with that one. I've never understood. I get that messages like of guys trying to talk to me. Hey. <laughs> hey, and you're hey. like, hey. How are you? No, that's it. Just hey. Hey. Hi. Ah. Hi. Oh that's it like uh, wow. is that your game what is, is that, that? <laughs> you, that you're not even trying what is that? I, I but was... <laughs> back to your question yeah. about i think Dick you know sexualizing oh, i think yeah. you know even taking it outside of social media i think women in general are just targets they're going to be criticized if they wear a turtleneck and corduroys out and we're like the fuck is wrong with this girl why is she covering up everything There's is never, there something wrong with yeah. her why is she covering up and then if she's not wearing enough clothes to their standards or if they're wearing too short of a skirt or too low of a cut or they're showing a little too much or whatever. And it's like, my God, what's wrong with her? She just wants attention. So it's like, I think to sum it up, in my opinion, it's like, unfortunately, we live in a world where people feel like they are entitled to voice their opinions in one way or another, you know, over whatever over what you're wearing over what you look like if you're too ripped if you're too skinny if you you know whatever you know and at the end of the day i think it just means that we have to work harder to be more confident with ourselves and just continue life as we know it because ultimately those people are just insecure you know and they 1000% they're just 100% miserable. but that's why i was talking about like you really got to work on your mind you really got to work on yourself because that's the root that's the root right because if you actually have a really nice shield over you know your like how you feel about yourself things are going to bounce off you way easier that's what I'm, that's what that's all i was saying yeah like if no, you really sure. work on you know getting those positive thoughts flowing just like super super easily out in your head every day it's going to be much easier for you to handle mm-hmm. people who are saying stupidity really because yeah. everybody has their own opinion how about some pointers for the listeners you want to give some pointers some takeaways like what can you do to kind of build that shield like since november is when i started the meditation I've been starting to, I mean, the, the, the meditation is really where it's at and there's different types of meditation because we all have anxieties and like crazy, uh, things that we've lived through in the past months. Um, meditations is where it's at. And really the way that you rewire your mind is, um, when you start having a negative thought pattern, you really have to divert your mind into a positive, um, venue. So there's different tactics that you can do and there's different exercises that you, that I've learned over (laughs) this entire journey that I've been on. I'm still on it, please. I am not like 100% okay, (laughs) uh, with like, I know I can improve is what I'm saying. Um, but the meditations have really changed the way that we think because unfortunately, um, as women, we have way more thoughts than men every We're day. A lot more emotional. Yeah, I can yeah. even give you some numbers, but I don't have them like handy. And we we have like our, our thought patterns 
go from like zero to 100 real quick. So we started with one thing and then we end up with like, where did, how did I end up here? And this Mm -hmm. other thought that I didn't, I don't know where it came from. We really divert into like this black hole and then we stew in this black hole and then we dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's where we get stuck. And that's how we like break ourselves. Because sometimes, honestly, it's better to be less introspective. Yeah. Seriously. Something, sometimes it's better not to look into things too deep. Someone says something about you. Yeah. So let it it just kind of like brush over you. It didn't mean anything. You don't have to think about it. Stop trying to analyze every word that everyone says. For me, that that's been the key repetition. So getting, getting a shit ton of negative comments and getting used to kind of, you know, you're desensitizing yourself to all the negative comments that people are saying to you because you receive them so often that if you were to cry for every bad comment you had, then you would be dehydrated <laughs> you know yeah, how sure. many how many tears you're gonna <gasps> for sure you're gonna shed that's 1000 percent. so you just grow a thick skin just based on how many times you receive them and just don't give them any thought or any power over you and that doesn't mean that they're not gonna affect you because they will but that's good advice though i think you know for other people who are probably dealing with the same kind of thing it's like that even that like visualization technique of like you see it, you acknowledge it, and then you just like kind of let it roll off like water beads, you know? And yeah. I think that that's super important because this is even for like young people who, you know, haven't dealt with this enough and like one or two comments. And like, again, like I've not been the center of this, but I do remember when I first started cycling about 10, 11 years ago, I did my first 100 mile ride. And in the cycling world, wow. that's a big deal. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but well, like, it's like, it's, an accomplishment. it's like, Let's it's go. like a milestone, you know? And here I am just like, so happy that I achieved this like monumental ride in yeah. my life. And I like posted about it. And like most of the comments, obviously like the majority of them were super nice. Like, mm-hmm. wow, congrats. That's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Great job. And then there was one person who just wrote, you should ride a hundred miles every day to burn off the baby fat. And you stewed and in that one totally. negative. That's exactly some, that's what totally. we do. We all do that. And we get a hundred comments that are freaking phenomenal. Right. And then there's that one little guy right. and you're just letting you yourself, the person yeah. probably doesn't even know what they're talking about. They don't no, even they have know no you. idea. But it's just, I think like there's a lot of people who probably can't relate to the fact that you guys have millions of followers. Um, but they'll still be the victim of this kind of like trolling, yeah. you know? Um, and so I do think it's great that you guys can help from your experience to just help teach people like what it is that they could do to not let it affect them. Because honestly, rough, it really sucks. It's like, a rough world. Yeah. And people really don't have the tools like to, you know, work through that. I know a lot of girls who are in the, in the industry who have definitely got, let the, those comments tear them down. It's yeah. really sad. Yeah. So if you're a victim of these comments, if you're struggling with your self-image, with confidence, with whatever, you're not alone. We all go through the same struggles and you just got to stick together. 1,000 yes, percent. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys right. so much for tuning in. Thank you, you guys for next having time. us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.